Bank runs appear to be the end thing for 2023, and Bitcoin seems to be holding its own as the hedge against the collapse of the U.S. dollar. Tim Draper even recommends that startups hold Bitcoin for that very reason. Now, the U.S. government's going after CZ and Binance for selling illegal securities. Elon Musk trolls Twitter users, and Dogecoin pops 30%. J.P. Morgan trolls Ripple on behalf of the SEC, and the courts are trolling Michael Turpin in his bid to recover $24 million that was lost when his SIM was swapped. And boy, is he pissed. As for us, well, we're going to continue trolling you on this bad news episode number 677 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. We are trolling and joling and travising. That is good. Yeah, I bet they're thinking at this point, like, oh, they're going to troll us. Like, why do I even listen to the show? <laughs> because you have a sense of humor. You yeah. love technology and you have a sense of humor. So you've come to the right place. If you're taking life a little too serious, you might be in the wrong place. But if you like to crack jokes and have fun, be a little bit of a smart ass, make, make corn jokes. You're in the right place. You have found bad crypto. Crypto's not bad. We are. We are. But are the markets bad? I don't know. Let's take a look. Timestamp is the 4th of April at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. Total crypto market cap, $1.2 trillion. Bitcoin, 28,161. Ethereum on a 9% run this week. Look at that spike up, 1870. BNB, 311. Even with the news we're going to share about CZ, uh, XRP has been on a a little bit of a move this week. 50 cents, Cardano, 39. Dogecoin, 9.5 cents. Polygon, a buck 14. Uh, what do we got for big winners this week, Trev? Holy cow, what is wow, X- look at SXP? that? Well, for, that's pretty impressive. SXP, I've not even heard of that, but look at that 24 hour volume, almost 900 million dollars. That to me says, Travis, you should probably look into that and see what that is because I've not researched that. Caspa, never heard of Caspa. I have heard of Casper Network, which is great. Um, and then look at Dogecoin right there, 30%. That was pretty impressive. And uh, there's some other stuff that's been popping up as well. But we're looking at Joel's screen. So there we go. Those are those. Yeah, well, um, we, it, it might be time for a, um, uh, maybe not a crypto roulette, but for us to do a show where we go through the top 100 and look at some of these that we have no idea what they are. I think maybe the top 300 might be good because top 100 is is a certain class. But it's like those ones that are... I think of the ones that are like 75 to 150 is like a really good range probably because it's like those are ones that could, you know, you can go from 150 and and next thing you know, you're in the top 20 if something hits big, right? So maybe what we'll do in the the near future is we'll take a look at some of those. Maybe number 75 to 225 or something, look at 150 of them and see like what's out there. So it's interesting. I think I, I don't dislike that idea at all. I'm going to look at number 232 because now you got me on a thing here and I'm just going to be totally random and go number 232 is Energy Web. 
Never heard of it. Not going to dig into it right now. Going to go into the story here about Bitcoin liquidity has dropped to a 10 month low and it's it's getting harder, I guess, for people to uh, to get the coins that they want because of the banking crisis. And uh, that's where like when Bitcoin eventually does do the pop pop. It's going to be because people can't get their Bitcoin and they're going to buy them for whatever they want. Remember, gang, there's only 21 million Bitcoin ever. About 19 and a half million have been mined. It's going to be 100 years before the final Bitcoin is mined. You got to figure that 4 million are lost. A bunch are in strong hands that are never selling. So you've got 8 billion people around the world that are going to be clawing their way for about, what, 13 million? Bitcoin. <laughs> and is, so, yeah, I, I don't know if you mentioned how many were potentially lost, but mm -hmm. that's like they're, they're, I've heard we've heard as few as two million. I've heard as many as five million are lost. Like how many are lost? And that says how many of them are selling them? How many people are wanting to get rid of their cryptos? Right. So it would almost seem that. The, um, you know, on a normal cycle, Bitcoin might not be ready to rock and roll on a normal cycle. But if you've looked at this economy, this is anything other than normal at this point. And this could be the mother of all for the collapse of, well, we know the, the banking of, of crypto friendly banks are starting to go away. It's almost like when you see the Restrict Act and some of the other stuff that's going on, Joel, it's almost like crypto is under fire big time in america it's almost like the elites have said we don't like almost, it almost almost yeah. well clearly, i'm trying i'm trying to not be a conspiracy guy all the time it's clearly it's under fire there's not even a question about it now you have exchanges mm -hmm. volunteering i got an email from bitrix which yeah. i've used in the past and they're like hey you know what guys due to questions about regulation we're going to stop offering to us customers right. you got 30 days to get your stuff out see yeah. ya so long yeah, one. which my son last night, we told him about it. And he was like, oh, my God, really? And he got a bunch of his stuff off of there. And um, I had a great conversation with him last night, actually. we got, I got on Discord server we were working on. And um, I ended up having like a three-hour conversation. If you have teenagers or somebody who's in their young 20s or, you know, under the age of 30, get on Discord with them and have a video call like you would normally have on a Zoom business call or something. I think... That's the kid's choice of place to hang out. And so give them a call and hang out and share your screen. I was teaching them all kinds of AI stuff last night, Joel, which was pretty fun. Nice. You know, one of the traditional hedges against the uh, the dollar falling has been precious metals. And just, you know, mm -hmm. to point out crazy times, look at this. The price of gold back over $2,000 an ounce. And silver, yeah, I mean, you could see when the, when the rails, you know, wheels started really falling off here off the banking system and ba-boom. Yeah, that's gold. not even that big. of like, oh, my God, look at that. Yeah, it's gone up 2%. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like not huge, but any, I mean, realistically, in my opinion, Joel, gold should be probably $20,000 an ounce, if not. Yeah. $200,000 an ounce. Well, really? the thing is, we don't know what if what if, you know, huge deposits of gold or in silver are discovered on Mars, you know, all of a sudden there's like we don't they, they estimate how much is in the earth and how much is in supply. True, true. But all of a sudden they could discover all these. Not, new it's, it's not finite. It's not like Bitcoin where there's only 21 million because we could literally be there could be a big, huge comet that flies by or some asteroid that's all precious metals mostly. And there's 
a, a lot of scientists who think that that's a probability is that there's you know big uh, meteor meteors or asteroids. I'm like, dude, give me some of them's or. <laughs> Or maybe we just need to learn some alchemy, Joel, and turn lead into gold and be like, oh, I need to turn lead into Bitcoin, get into gold, trade it for Bitcoin. That'd be pretty good. Well, that's what we do as entrepreneurs, right? We're, we're always doing alchemy and spinning nothing into, into something. Into so something. Thoughts this, into things. This thing about uh, CZ. So Bitcoin is up crazily, even though Binance and CZ could be in trouble. And, you know, in this story, um, he is under investigation by U.S. regulators and is wanted by Interpol. And so, like, Binance is is not the last exchange by any measure there's a lot of exchanges but mm -hmm. in terms of one that has served u.s customers to some yeah. degree and is the biggest in the world this is kind of a big deal this is the to me it seems like it's it's the final frontier right and it's like here we are we're we're fighting for decentralization but now what's happening people who go Oh, don't talk about conspiracies and government has nothing to do. Government has everything to do with this whole thing. That's like, so when we talk about some of these conspiracy theories, it's not so much about, you know, all these people are bad because I don't think most politicians are bad. I think there's a few that are nefarious and they are so in it for their own public gain that they don't want to see other people have gains. And so you know, it would seem to me, based on what I know and the research that I've done around CZ and the conversation we've had with this dude, they seem to try to do everything on the up and up as much as possible. And it's like, if they want to go after people, Joel, why is Sam Bankman freed? Why did they just let him go? He came to America and he was immediately out of, out of jail. Why? Because he donated millions and millions of dollars to a certain political class of people who said, OK, you go. Now we want to take down the other people and make people scared to even do business in America, right? So they can then kill all the crypto on and off ramps. How do you hedge your bet on this? Get yourself some Bitcoin because worst case scenario is you're going to have Bitcoin be able to trade Bitcoin to Bitcoin and circumvent the system that is crashing anyways. Basically, we're going to be moving to a BRICS economy before we know it as the dollar becomes worth less and less and less. Sounds so conspiracy theory. And yet all you got to do is look and go. This is exactly what's happening right before your eyes. And conspiracy theorists are pretty much batting a thousand. So uh, Tim Draper, always the optimist as far as mm -hmm. Bitcoin is concerned, says, hey, if you're uh, in a startup, then you probably want to have some Bitcoin as a hedge because, you know, what money you do have, if it's in the banks, it might not necessarily be safe. And um, he, he might be right about that. Of course, you know, if we went back and look at how many times Tim claimed something, predicted something, especially the price of Bitcoin, uh, you know, he's he's been extremely optimistic about where the price of Bitcoin is going, even in the short term. And it just it doesn't move like he always says it's going to. But we're in a place now, Joel, where the liquidity of available Bitcoin is low, lowest that it's been in 10 months. It's going to get lower and less and less people are going to want to sell their Bitcoin. It's going to get to a point where people aren't willing to sell it at this price. And so that's going to move the prices up. Once Bitcoin starts cruising up, most all the other shit coins are going to start cruising up as well. And so then a big bull run is going to happen. So we are at the precipice of potentially an unprecedented bull run due to the fact of aggressive regulation 
and people trying to put the kibosh on crypto for one they never understood it now they're at the point oh shit it's kind of a it's kind of a threat how do we stop it oh well we got to start killing the, the banks that are most crypto friendly oh which one do they start with which one goes down oh silicon valley bank which houses and helps all these entrepreneurs so it's interesting is there a battle going on most likely is this financial advice no however pay attention because you know there's a lot of stuff going on and and you know what i was having a conversation with with chris snook the other day and i think i mentioned it on another show but it's like there's no shortage of things to look at if you want to complain about something there's no shortage of things to look and find that upsets you one of the things that we like to do on this show which we have done for the longest time but we still talk about some of the things that that, we're, that we bitch about that we don't like we're going to let you know about them but we also bring really amazing technologies as we learn as we as we try to help everyone understand that things could get a little crazy so let's all figure this stuff out so we can find a solution to help us avoid massive craziness and you know, we're looking for the optimistic things and, and trying to intend and create great things. But sometimes there's just crazy shit going on and it's hard not to talk about it, Joel. And on the last episode, we had uh, Maine Senator, State Senator Brakey on and talked about legislation that was going to be coming before the uh, the Maine Senate. So John Deaton is going to be testifying before Maine State for a crypto policy. This has to do with the bill that Senator Brakey is going to bring to mm -hmm. uh, uh, to people. And John Deaton has been chosen by the XRP community to uh, to represent the first crypto policy. Uh, it's going to follow the standard of the Wyoming laws that have passed. Of course, Caitlin Long, friend of the mm. show, has been with us many times, um, is helping support the uh, the bill's advancement. And, uh, you know, XRP is just one of those things that the people that are in the community, the true fanboys, they just, they're like Bitcoin purists. They can't see anything else. And I I'm not saying it's it's a good or a bad thing. I'm I'm fine. Any I think any crypto other than the CBDCs and the Fed coin is probably going to be good for crypto. Uh, but I like to look at all these things. And if yeah. XRP ends up going ba boom, then I'm fine. I with would that. not be surprised. I mean, think about it. It's all time high was three dollars and something. And the reason the price is so low right now is because it's not easy to buy. For a lot of people, like I can't, we can't go out and buy any XRP on Coinbase like we used to, or some of these other ones. There's probably some VPNs and some other things to try to go, but that's a that's a big hoop you got to jump through. And then a lot of these exchanges have been doing what they can to try to match regulations and be like, okay, we're going to try to work with you guys, but the powers that be don't seem to try to be working with them. They're just trying to create these these ridiculous rules. And uh, but I like what you said about that, about Ripple and, uh, you know, some of the things that's going on on that. It was 35 cents not long ago. Here it is. Fifty cents. Mm -hmm. This right here could be poised to go kapooey. Well, and this is uh, something interesting in this, that the question is, is the SEC being influenced by J.P. Morgan? in this ripple lawsuit there's a freedom of information act that's been put in saying hey is there something shady going on here uh is is jp always some shady going on influence you know? the answer is yes of course there is 
of course there is. You're talking with people that are they're greedy. They're just in this for themselves. They want to stop anything that's a threat to them. And there's uh, some confidential documents and communications that are being asked for. Uh, I really don't know how this whole thing is going to pan out, but um, I sure hope that Ripple I am not cheering for XRP as a coin necessarily. I'm not not cheering for it, but um, I would like to see the government lose this case. Well, Anytime it's the all government about loses. the judge and the jury. And if lows are stacked, who, you know what, what happens when that happens. And um, now fun news, Dogecoin exploded. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but Elon Musk changed the Twitter icon uh, from the bird to the Doge. There and- it is. There the it dose is. Look went at that. Pow. It went up 30 something percent originally overall. This was out yesterday. I think it was up 30 something percent as of now in the last seven days. So this is trolling right here. This is master level trolling um, to have. You know, what, what could they say that? Oh, you put a Doge logo up there. That's Doge manipulation. Like if he has a bunch of Doge coin and he changed yeah. that logo and put it up there because that's his stakeholding. Can they come at him and say, hey, you were manipulating a crypto? Do, do, do. Like, because they could probably bust him on that because like we used to I be mean, land of the free, but it seems like those kind of he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He just does not care. He's like, I'm the richest man in the world. Screw you. I'm going to do what yeah. I want. Look, he posted this meme pulled over by a cop as <laughs> a doge pulled over by a police officer uh, and he's got wings on him and he's showing the driver's license to the police officer and it's got a twitter bud and burn on it and the doge says that's an old photo <laughs> i mean there's just that's that's so elon yeah so i'm using the new app i'm not using twitter anymore i'm using dozier which is uh it's the new twitter i guess um i just recently went through uh down uh so my tweet stream typically lasts about 30 days and, but then whatever bot I was using to clear out those old ones weren't clearing them out. So I had stuff going all the way back to like November. So I just cleared all of my stuff. So there shouldn't be any tweets of mine that's older than a month because yeah. you never know. Like sometimes I'll get on a little ranty phase and I'll be like, I'll respond to people. Then I go, all right, I got to, I got to delete all those. That reminds uh, me I'm probably due. I, I do the same thing. I like treating them as ephemeral. I feel like they should be treated like Snapchat used to treat content. You put it yeah. up and in 24 hours, it's late later. It's gone. Like what's the yeah. point of having old tweets unless you're trying to get somebody. Finally, from space, from beyond, we got done talking about Elon Musk. He's doing stuff out there in space. Well, there is a satellite that is orbiting Earth. It is blockchain powered, a crypto sat, and it's going to be a contributor to this Ethereum KZG ceremony. Uh, this is part of the Cryptographic Foundation for Ethereum scaling, and this contribution is coming from outer space. What exactly is it going to do? How does Y'all, the Mikhils- Mikhilski. What is this? Is that what did it say? Ethereum. Is this to honor the KGB? The KZG. <laughs> oh, that's different. It's like I thought they were talking about the FBI for a minute. I was like, what do you mean the KGB? Anyway, so there's a beacon out there in space and the satellite's going to be sending data that can be verified with the use of this public key that was created in space. And um, this is pointy headed stuff that, you know, I don't understand, but it's kind of to me, it's just cool that, hey, there's a satellite out there and it's on the blockchain and uh, and it's going to be sending packets, you know, back to Earth. 
to do some crazy stuff. And, Dude, and I wonder how long until Elon Musk does that with, with Starlink. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you're using Starlink. And if you're using that with the internet, then you're earning some Starlink tokens or something. You know, it's like there could be something cool with all of that. He's got all these satellites already up there doing stuff, bro. Couple new reviews here. Five stars. We appreciate that by DNZ. Awesome show. Hosts and guests, Joel and Travis, a unique way of making everything entertaining, even tax. I've listened to them since 2020, have learned so much about crypto, NFTs, and the macro implications of these. The NFT drops have been a great help in understanding how it all works. They're now also getting into AI, and I look forward to the perspective. Of course, they're talking about the bad ai show which you can go and uh, check out subscribe either audio or video version bad ai dot show is the uh, the place that you want to do that and um, listeners of that show are having opportunities to get nfts that listeners of this show don't have because you know you got to listen to both all the shows right Yes, as, as Joel mentioned, you got to be part of it to, to be able to participate. So one of the things that is really fun that we're doing is this nifty club here, badcrypto.uncut slash or dot network. If you just go, we, we originally it was badcrypto.uncut.fm. Now it's a little bit longer. It goes to the same place. But we have this little card right here, which is now $3.74 because the price of Ethereum has gone up. But this right here is the uh, the bad crypto nifty club you get this and this will allow you to get some airdrops but then every once in a while we also have um things you can claim on your own you got to go into the platform and go claim them now we did this with this character called captain corn captain corn was one of the very first nfts the very first day that i got uh, access to mid journey i created captain corn and and we put him out as an nft one of our very first nfts that we launched he's great you could claim it. Well, he's yeah, turned into a whole world, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. You have been uh, really having a lot of fun with AI and you've created not just these NFTs, these 10 king uh, wizards and a, a corn wizards and a king, but a whole story. There's a discord and there's big plans for this. And uh, if you had the corn um, uh, Captain Corn, you got dropped each one of these. There's 10 of them and you received one of these randomly into your wallet. Uh, if you missed out on these, there's going to be opportunities to get others, but there's going to be corn queens. There's going to be corn princes and babies. There's going to be stories. You're, we're talking about maybe doing, you know, uh, a show production around this. This is this could turn into uh, something real special and you guys don't want to miss it. So mm -hmm. go to badcrypto.uncut.fm and make sure you pick up one of the Bad Crypto Nifty Club NFTs. You'll find that one depending which page you go to at the top or the bottom. That's it right there. We wanted to give them away, but then bots get them. So we're charging you 0.002 ETH, which currently is $3.74. Pony up and you'll be getting some cool stuff from us. Yeah, we, we have fun with that. And so one of the ideas, what's so funny about this corn thing is it started with the corn poop joke because corn's the only food you get to see twice as it comes visit you. And you listen to Bad Crypto, you know, we got these corny jokes all the time. Well, now, now it's turned into a corny kingdom. And it seems to me that as we build this thing out, it becomes a mixture of sort of like <clears throat> the Care Bears meets Harry Potter meets Game of Thrones meets the Sweet Pickles book series from back in the day, right? So there's like all these little, maybe VeggieTales thrown in there, a little bit of that. And so kids, Joel and I were having this conversation the other day. When we were kids, 
you know, we got to see Sesame Street, early stages of that. Joel, you got to see the very first episode of that live, right? I did. My mom, I remember my mom picking up the TV guy and say, you know, sweetie, there's a new show on with these puppets, but they're called Muppets and it starts today. Do you want to watch it? And I was like, yeah, and I was probably five years old, four or five years old. And uh, we we watched it together. And so I still remember her coming to me and asking me if I wanted to watch the show. You know, I have all the weird things you can remember. Yeah. From, uh, from your childhood. But yeah, well, Sesame was, Street is so impactful. It was like, whoa, like you yeah. like. I remember like all those songs they had and like mm -hmm. positive messages and you had Mr. Rogers. So PBS back in the day was all about empowering children. Now most media is about indoctrinating in some way their own beliefs. And so let's get back to a morality sort of base. Here are some emotions everybody has to deal with. Here are things and challenges everyone has to deal with, but you got to work through those on your own to become a healthy adult because we all have issues we got to deal with and so that's kind of what the thought process is on this as it has evolved into its own corny kingdom of cornucopia so stay tuned make sure you're in the community we appreciate you guys we appreciate your reviews you can write us anytime we read all your emails don't have a, a chance to reply to everything but bad crypto podcast at gmail.com is the place to do that and lots of great content heading your way until next time you know what to do and if you suck don't, it no, no don't do that different that's, that's, yeah wrong show okay. that's, that's the epic shit show no if you're a listener to this show you want to stay mad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Uh, this just in breaking news for those of you sticking with us after the disclaimer, by the way, the disclaimer still covers stuff that comes after the disclaimer. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be sequential. Back in episode 235, our friend Michael Turpin was on talking about the $24 million in crypto that he had stolen. I just heard from his press person, and apparently the courts have dismissed the case that he has. I'm just going to read this. I'm shocked and baffled by this ruling. This decision is especially mystifying since the court twice previously refused to dismiss the case. Sadly, the opinion ignores long-standing federal law and a mountain of evidence that AT&T was grossly negligent and consciously disregarded its legal duties to protect its customers from this type of cyber crime. He goes on to say it's a sad day in America when a victim of blatant internet theft of $24 million enabled by AT&T is deprived of his day in court. Um, and he goes on to say, I intend to appeal immediately 
to the Ninth Circuit, where I'm confident that I will prevail. It's an important case for consumers who are entitled to the protection of their data. And uh, he, he is not happy. And so we thought we would share that with you yeah. as well and hope that he does indeed prevail. Yeah. So you know what? Here's the thing. I would look at it like this. I, you know, if, if we had a true justice system and we could go in and follow the money, you'd be like, well, it'd be a lot better for AT&T to pay a couple of million dollars to a circuit judge or somebody, right, who can have the power, maybe some DA or something that can make something disappear than to have to pay Michael Turpin $24 million. So, you know, it's like maybe if there's a something there, and I don't have any evidence about that. That's just all conjecture, um, a conjecture, potentially. Conjecture, jecture. What rhymes with jecture? Erecture. <laughs> <laughs>